Welcome to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, it's good to be able to speak with you today. My name is Dave. I'm one of the pastors here at Icon Church, and I'm excited to bring you this message today. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to all our campuses, as we always do, to Chesterfield, Derby, Stocksbridge, Sheffield, Rotherham, and of course, everyone online, wherever you're watching from today, a big welcome to this message. Now, as you can tell from my accent, I'm not originally from England. I still carry a very strong Belfast accent, which is where I grew up. And although I've been in England for the last 20 years or so, uh, I've still managed to keep my accent, which I'm proud of, actually. I love to uh, have my own accent, even here in England. You know, Ireland, both north and south, is an amazing place. And of course, it's known for some real important key things. Uh, For example, uh, it's known for Guinness. Now, we don't want you to be thinking of that too much on a Sunday morning if you're watching online. It's known for rugby. It's known for green grass, one of the wettest countries in the world. We've got lots of green grass. And of course, it's known, believe it or not, for fishing. Now, can I say today that actually the first couple I don't mind, I don't mind the Guinness, I don't mind the green grass, I can do without the fishing. But I have to say, I have been fishing before. I remember as a uh, as a student on placement uh, from Bible College, that I went to see a pastor, and, and he took me out fishing one day, and we were in his boat, and this guy, not only was he a pastor, but he was a carpenter, just like Jesus, and he had created this boat, and he said, come on, I want to take you fishing, and I'd never been fishing before, and we went to this lake in Ireland, he got his boat, and he took us fishing, and as we got onto the lake, one of the things that really struck me was high peaceful and high comet was on that lake. It was so amazing just to be there, so still. But as we were on the boat, he did something that surprised me a little bit, which was this, he took the anchor in the boat and he threw it over. And I thought, well, well why are you doing that? And I asked him the question, I said, like, well, why, why are you throwing the anchor over the boat? Because actually it's so still and we're not even moving. And he says, well, believe it or not, although it's still, Although it's calm, although the the water seems so quiet, if we don't anchor down now, before the end of the day, we will end up on the other side of the lake. And it got me thinking that often in life, there's many, many people that we find ourselves drifting and we end up in the wrong side of the lake. Maybe today as you're watching, you've drifted from the goals that you've set out to do. Maybe you've drifted in your relationship with God. Maybe you've drifted in your relationship with one another. It could well be that even in your marriage, that today, uh, you know, you're closer together physically, but over this time, you've become further away emotionally. And I want to speak into that situation today because it could well be in your relationships, you've, you've drifted could well be in your goals you've drifted. It could well be in your health that you've drifted. And I want us to think of how we can prevent drift happening in our lives. I want to encourage us today to think of what does the Bible teach us? Well, here's the truth today, that all of us at points in our lives will, will feel ourselves drifting 
for what we set out to do. There will be times in our lives where we will think, well, how did I get here? I'm sure as you're watching today, wherever you're watching from, you've felt that way before in your life. you felt, you know, how did I end up here when I wanted to end up over here? Drift happens to all of us. And in fact, it's one of the subjects that we find in the Bible. In the book of Hebrews that we've been looking at over the last few weeks with Paul, uh, in the last series, Essentialism, what a great series that was. Thank you, Paul, for bringing that to us. Um, even in the book of Hebrews, the writer there wants to speak into our lives. He wants to speak to us on the subject of how to avoid drift in our lives. Now, the writer of the Hebrews, we don't know who he was, but you know, as you read through the book of Hebrews, you will discover that this guy was a very sharp mind. He knew his stuff. You know, he would often use pictures and images and illustrations in order to communicate huge truths into our lives. And he begins to write to these Christians and also to us today to encourage us with this idea of how to avoid drift in our lives. Now, one of the overarching themes that we find in the book of Hebrews, it's a brilliant book. If you've never read it before, I want to encourage you, take some space out to read the book of Hebrews. As you read that book, you'll discover this idea in here that actually there's a better way. There's a better way to connect with God. There's a better way to know God. And this better way always leads to a better day. I want you to think of that for a moment this morning, that a better way always leads to a better day. And and this is one of the big themes that we find in the book of Hebrews, that actually God provides a better way for us to know him. But of course, the the writer, he's writing to these groups of Christians and he's encouraging them to to think of this idea, how do we avoid drift? So we're going to look at a few passages today in the book of Hebrews just to uh, help us understand what we need to do to stop drifting in our lives. In Hebrews chapter 2, we're going to read these words today. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1, it says, it's right at the beginning of this chapter, the writer says this, We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so we do not drift away. Let me read that to us again today. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so we do not drift away. I want you to think of those words today. That idea of the paying the most careful attention means that we're focused that we're thinking of what we need to do. You see, drift happens to us when we don't pay the most careful attention of what's happening in our internal world and also in the external world. Drift happens to us when actually we listen to the wrong voices in the inside as well as the outside. We listen to those words of doubt and discouragement. We listen to the the wrong narrative that actually takes us to the wrong side of the lake. I want to encourage us to think of these words today. If we want to avoid drift, then we must pay attention. We must pay not just attention, but we must pay the most careful attention to what God is saying to us. At the end of Hebrews chapter 5, again, the the writer's picking up this theme and is encouraging the Christians uh, who he's writing to and also to us that that, that we've got to realize that we're not supposed to be following God and living as babies, like spiritual babies all the time. We've got to grow and we've got to come into maturity. 
And, and he writes with this analogy, and he says, like, some of you, you're just like little spiritual babies. You're on spiritual milk, but by now, you should be eating steak. Now, he doesn't say those words in there. That's my paraphrase today, because I like steak so much. But here's what he says. He says, you should be on solid food. And here's what he says at the end of Hebrews chapter 5. He says, but by solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish between good and evil. By constant use. Those who are mature in the faith, it's by constant use of the Word of God in our lives that we're able to distinguish that which is true and that which is false. That which is true and that which is counterfeit. It's only by constant use of the Word of God in our lives. Now, many years ago, I used to work in retail. I used to work in sales. And, and it was actually back in the day, it sounds ages ago this, sorry about this, but it sounds ages ago when uh, people would pay for things by cash. There was no cars. And people would come and they would give you money. Uh, and I remember working in retail, working in sales, uh, and people would come and they would pay with the, the money uh, in order to buy something. And because I was so used to handling that money, I was so used to how it felt that over time, by constant use, I knew the difference between that which was true and that which was counterfeit. And there was times when I was in sales where people would come with counterfeit notes and I could tell just by the touch and the smell of those notes that they were not real. Why? Because of constant use. It's the same in our lives. If we, if, if we want to be mature in our lives before God, then we need to constantly use the Word of God in our lives. This is the thing that actually prevents drift. If we know God's Word in our lives, to avoid drift, we must pay the most careful attention. To avoid drift, we must listen to the Word of God and not to the voice of others. It's an important thing in this passage that we find right through into Hebrews chapter 6. Again, the writer is jumping from one passage to the next, but it's the same theme. He wants us to understand that drift can happen. How does it happen? Well, it happens when we don't pay attention. It happens when we uh, are, are, are not focused on what we're supposed to be doing. We end up somewhere where we don't want to be. Drift often happens steadily over time. Very rarely does it happen straight away. It happens over time, maybe a period of a day, period of a week, period of a month, period of a, a year that, that you look back and you think, well, how did I get here? And we need to pay the most careful attention. I love these words that we find in Hebrews chapter 6, and I want to read them to us today. I want to read seven verses to us today from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13. And it says this, When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swore by something greater than themselves. An oath confirms what was said and puts an end to all arguments. Listen to this, verse 17. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose 
very clear to the heirs what he had promised. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope before us are greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters into the sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered in on our behalf. He has become the priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now, when the writer writes to these group of Christians and to us, he's wanting to communicate to us that actually that our faith alone is not what will keep us steady. That our self-reliance on who we are and what we can do will not cut it. Why? Because there's times in our lives where our faith feels faulty. There's times in our lives where our faith feels like we're, we're just shaking in our boots. And, and, and of course, he writes and he says, Listen, I want you to understand that when you feel like that, you need to lift your eyes higher. You need to look beyond yourself. We need to lift our eyes higher today, church, and we need to look to God who's actually unshakable. God gives this promise to Abraham. He says, I'm going to bless you. And right in his old age, Abraham has a son. He's nearly 100 years old. And by a miracle, him and his wife have a child. And they had to believe in faith. Now, Hebrews chapter 11 is a whole story of faith where, where we have all these different heroes of people who believed in God. But you know what? Faith and our faith alone is not the thing that keeps us strong. Uh, you see, uh, Abraham didn't just believe in the promise, he believed in the promise maker. And I want to encourage us today as you're watching to understand that we need to put our faith in God alone. We need to put our trust in him. When you feel weak, when you feel that things aren't together in your life, and you will feel that way, I don't want to sound like a prophet of doom this morning, but the reality is there will be times in our lives where we just feel things are not together. And you can search and you can search uh, you know, to try and get the answer, but I want to encourage you, look to God, because he is our answer today. He's the one who's able to keep us strong. The writer here encourages us to focus on two things. The first one is this. We've got to focus on the unchanging nature of God's promise. What does that mean? That means that if God has made a promise, God will keep his promise. What God has said to us, he will do. And that was the story to Abraham. The thing that God promised to him, God was going to make happen. It may have taken some time. Uh, it may have taken, uh, you know, longer than what he thought. But here's the reality, that God always keeps his promise. So he wants us to, to think about this idea that God, when he gives his promise, he always keeps it. When God gives his promise to the church, he always keeps his promise. When God says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, guess what? God will continue to build his church. Whatever happens in society, whatever's happening around our world, God is still faithful to his promise. I want you to take encouragement today 
that if God has made a promise to you, as you read the Bible and God has spoken to you, that God will keep his promise. The second thing that the, the writer wants us to be aware of is this, that, that we've got to focus on the unchanging nature of the character of God. I love this idea that God is always loving, that God is always kind, that God is always compassionate. You know, God doesn't change his mind. He doesn't wake up one day and say, well, today I'm not going to be loving. Today I'm not going to care for you. You know, as you're sitting in your home today, wherever you're watching this from, I want you to realize that God's character is always the same. And if God loves you today, he will love you tomorrow. And if God is compassionate today, he will be compassionate tomorrow. When we read these words, it was written in the context of people believing in so many other different deities, different gods that people believed in. And the difference between these gods and the God we serve today is these gods were deities who would change their mind as the wind changes direction. Our God is not like that. Our God is one thing one day and something else the next day. We can put our trust today in a God who's bigger and greater than us. So if you're shaking today, if you're struggling today, can I encourage you to lift up your eyes, put your trust in a God whose promise is unchanging and whose character is unchanging. We have this brilliant phrase in here, and I love it because... Because here's the thing, we, we, we often say in a church, there's nothing that God can't do. And you know, that's true, except for one thing that we read here. Because we read in this passage that God whom we serve cannot lie. What an amazing thing to know that God's not going to lie to you. He's not going to promise something to you and not deliver. Isn't that an amazing thing for you today and for me? That God does not lie. Not only uh, does he not lie, But here's the the amazing truth. He cannot lie. It's not within his character. It's not within his nature. God cannot lie to us today. So if he's promised something, we need to put our trust in him. He is dependable. Maybe you find yourself drifting. Well, this is where we find this beautiful image here where the, the writer says that this hope in God is like an anchor for the soul. You see, we need an anchor in our lives to keep us from drifting. We need an anchor in our lives, no matter what the water looks like, whether it looks calm or whether there, there, there's you know, massive waves. The truth is we need an anchor for our lives. And that anchor, the Bible says, is our hope in a God who is unchangeable. A God today who's unshakable. A God today who's immovable. I want you to grab those words for yourself today that our God is immovable, that our God is unchangeable, that our God is unshakable. That means today that all of us can put our trust in Him. Whatever you're feeling today, whatever you're going through, you may feel yourself drifting from one place to another. Can I encourage you? Don't focus on what you can do. Focus on what God can do. This hope is like an anchor for the soul. Our God is immovable. Our God is unshakable. And our God is unchanging. Unlike so many other things around us, unlike all the things that we find as we watch the TV or as we watch media, everything seems to be shifting and and, and going to the wrong places. But I want to encourage us today that actually we 
we put our trust in a God who does not change. It's easy to drift when we're not anchored into the promises and the character of God. It's easy to find ourselves going in the wrong place. And if we want to avoid drift, we must have this anchor for the soul, for our soul in our lives. I want us to, as we come to a close today, in just a few moments, I want us to think of this idea, and I want to ask the question today, are, are, are you a drifter or are you a shifter? Now let me explain. Uh, because although they sound the same, they actually not only do they sound the same, but they're very similar in how they operate. You see, drift happens steadily over time. Drift in our lives happens when we don't pay attention. But here's the amazing thing. Shift happens, change happens in our lives actually when we pay attention. Small changes over time can bring about massive shifts in our lives and also in our world. We look at some of the changes that have happened in our world and even in our own lives. And sometimes we can think, well, it just happened overnight. It never, ever, ever happens overnight. Shift and change happens by small, tiny movements over time that actually get us to the right side of the lake. I want to encourage us to be a church that we find ourselves on the right side of the lake, that we are actually bringing about positive change in our world, that we're making a difference in our world because we're taking the right positive steps in the right direction. You see, they sound the same. They even feel the same, shift uh, and drift, sound the same. B.J. Fogg, who runs the Behavioral Design Lab at Stanford University, has written a book called Tiny Habits. And in this book, the premise of the book is very simple. It's what I've said, that if we take small steps over time, that we find ourselves in the right place. If we take small steps, intentional steps, we find ourselves on the right side of the lake. Sometimes we want to change stuff in our lives. Sometimes we want to change stuff in our world. Uh, and we think, let's do that big change. And then we find ourselves failing. Come on, have you ever been there? Have you ever went out to change something? You want to change something in your life? And you think, I'm going to change that tomorrow. And then the, suddenly you find that you're back to square one. Well, the key thing is this. Don't focus on a big change begin to take small, tiny steps. If you're thinking to yourself as you're sitting on the sofa today, I should get out and I should start running. Well, don't go out tomorrow and do a 20K run because you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're thinking, I just don't have the energy for that. The premise of the book is this, that actually we just need to maybe on the first day uh, get, our, get our training clothes ready, get them at the end of the bed. Maybe the next day, you get your training clothes ready and you go out for a walk and you begin to take small steps over time that bring about massive changes. I want to encourage us today that although these sound the same and even though they feel the same, that, that shift happens because of small movements and drift happens because of small movements. But we need to be those who are intentional to be bringing changes in our lives by causing the right shifts. This is echoed in the verses that we've already read today. That by constant use, by repeatedly doing the right thing over time, we find ourselves on the right side of the lake. It's easy to drift. But you know what? We need to make a decision. See, um, when you get to the, the other side of the lake, you know, it, it, it often even sounds like the same words. You see, drift says, 
How did this happen? Have you ever felt that way? You've said drift, you've got there on the other side of the lake and you said, how did I get here? But shift also says, how did this happen? See, one's a question, one's a statement. I don't know about you today, but I'd rather be a person in this world today that is making positive shifts and bring about change in our world. As a church, we are called to bring about change. We're called to be change agents in our world, to make a difference, to make our world better. Do you know what It will happen by all of us who belong to church and icon church to take those small steps in the right direction, to make positive steps in order to bring about change. As I've said right at the beginning, maybe, maybe you've been drifting in your life. Maybe you've been uh, set out to do something and you find yourself so far away from where you need to be. I want to say that God's love is there to draw us in. That God's love is there to draw us in so that we don't need to drift, that we can rely on God's character and God's promise in our lives. Maybe you've been drifting in your marriage. Maybe, as I've said, that you've, you, you've, been, you've been in close proximity. You've been, you know, because of lockdown, physically, you're closer together. But maybe emotionally, you find yourself distant. See, marriages break down, not overnight, but because of small incremental steps. People who were once in love and, and close to each other find themselves drifting over time until they wonder, how did I get here? I want to speak into that situation today. I, want to, I, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak into this situation. Some of you are watching today and you've been drifting. You've been drifting in your relationships. You've been drifting in your emotional attachment to your husband and your wife. And you're finding yourself even looking and being attached emotionally to someone else. Can I encourage you today? It's time to pay the most careful attention to where you're at. Don't drift any further. Don't go further than where you need to go and stay today. I want to encourage you to stop and begin to make shifts in your life. Whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your faith. Maybe you've been following God for a while and you find yourself just over this last while that you find yourself suddenly drifting. That you once loved God, that you once cared for God and suddenly you're drifting so far away. So it could well be today that uh, you've been struggling in your faith and you've been drifting away. Can I encourage you today, instead of drifting, put your hope in God, a God today who's immovable. Come on, I want you to put these words in the chat today. A God who's immovable, a God who's unshakable and a God who's unchanging. What an amazing truth for us today. What, what, what an amazing truth that is that we have this anchor in our lives. Our anchor is in God, who's unshakable. Whatever's happening in your life personally, can I say that God's unshakable? Put your trust in Him. I want to take a moment today and I want to pray for everyone watching. I want to pray that God will help us move from being a drifter to being a shifter. I believe that as Icon Church, we, can, we really can make such an amazing difference in our world that we can make positive change even at this time. But you know what it takes? It takes a group of people to say, in my own life, in my own home, I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to begin to do 
small steps in the right direction in order to bring change. So let me pray for us today. As we, as we wrap up today, I want you to grab this idea that our God is immovable, that our God is unshakable, that our God is unchanging. Let's pray. God, I want to thank you for everyone watching today. And I pray, oh God, for those who are maybe struggling in their faith, for those who are struggling, oh God, in their relationships, for those, oh God, who maybe set out to do one thing in their life and find themselves somewhere completely different. God, I pray for everyone. I want to thank you today that you are the God who does not change, that you are the God who's, who's true to his character, the God who's true to his promise. And I pray for all those people who are maybe watching today and struggling. God, would you give them your help right now by the power of your Holy Spirit? God, would you speak into their lives? Would you help all of us, oh God, this day, not to put our trust in ourselves and what we can do, but to put our trust in you, oh God. Thank you, Lord, this, this trust in you is like an anchor for the soul that will keep us steady and secure no matter what is happening in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, it's so good to pray today, and I'm believing that God's going to do something amazing in your life. I want you to stay with us today as I've prayed for every one of us. In a moment or two after this worship song, I want you to come back straight away. If you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, or if you find yourself actually walking away from God and you know it's time to come back, I want you to be ready. Right after this song, I've got a prayer for you that's going to help you Get connected to God. Well, as I've said, I've got a prayer for you today that I want to put on the screen. And I want to encourage you to pray this prayer today. Right in uh, Church Online, if you're on the Church Online platform, you'll see a button where you can press that says, I'm raising my hand. Or if you're on YouTube today, thank you for watching. Again, you can just put the little hand emoji and uh, we will know that you're going to say yes to following God. Or maybe this is your first time. Can I say this is the most exciting decision you will ever make? It really will change your life. It will bring around major shifts in your life. Uh, I want to encourage you to be ready. To be ready to say yes to God today. Uh, our host will put a, a form in the box in just a moment or two or on uh, YouTube as well. You'll see the form there. You can fill that form in and, and let us know you've made that decision because we want to celebrate with you. We want to agree with you. We want to help you. We want to give you a gift today. But the most important thing you can do today is to make a decision to say yes to God. I, I want you to get ready to press up button. I'm going to count down from five down to one. And once I get to one, I want you, if you're saying yes to God for the first time, or if you're coming back to God today, I want you to hit that button. I want you to put that hand emoji, the raised hand emoji in the chat box on YouTube. And just let us know you're making this decision. Come on, are you ready today? I don't want to rush it. I don't want, to, I don't want you to miss this opportunity, but I, I want you to get ready to say yes to God today. Come on, five, four, three, two, one. Well, I want to thank you today for hitting that button. For those who are saying yes to God for the first time, I want to lead you in a prayer today. The words are going to be on your screen and you can pray with them with me today. Maybe in your home, you can pray them out or pray them in the, uh, internally in your own heart. It doesn't matter how you pray them, but I want to encourage you to, to say yes to God today. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus,
I need you. I need your grace to forgive me and your love to change me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me for the sin in my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. With your help, I will live for you. Amen. Well, if you've prayed that prayer, we want to say well done today. If you've uh, hit that button today and you're saying yes to God, we want to say well done. If you haven't yet done it, there's still time to do that. Our hosts will see that. They will respond to you and they will follow you up and, and, and help you to really get connected to God. I want to encourage you, all of us watching today, wherever we're watching from, that remember that our God is unshakable. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.